We're back in Genesis. Oh yeah, we're back in Genesis. Uh, come along, hey, hey. I feel like that could have been a tune. <laughs> you just had not in your head. You could have just. I wasn't really feeling it, but it's okay. Wow. God of Elijah. Okay, Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram travelled through the land as far as Sechem, Second, second. <laughs> <laughs> One hand on your waist. Sorry. <laughs> there he set up camp beside the Oak of Moreh. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord, who had appeared to him. After that, Abram travelled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued travelling south by stages toward the Negev. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife, Sarai, look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her, sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? he demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them and he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions. Madness. Like. <laughs> hectic. Yeah, hectic. Abram, Abram, where's your confidence at, bro? No, but he genuinely thought that they were going to kill and like... Then die! Then die on the line for your wife! Then you should die. <laughs> I think I love the fact that, that he knew her value and he knew her value would cost him his life. Mm. 
you know like you love that you love that he knew, that you knew her value but not that it would cost him his life or do you love that part as no well? no no i don't love that it cost him his life but that's how much he knew of her value the people them how they would see like her. how they would see her and and literally he knew that listen you're that beautiful that they will this time 75 you know and you're beautiful harbor like and he knew he said maybe say that you're my sister so that they will bless me on account of you can you firstly that's a lie secondly maybe 75 then was like sweet 16 so it's like same same what was the lie that they would bless him no as i'm saying though that the, the blessing would be from a lie no technically not though not because the, the blessing is not because that's his sister the blessing is because she's beautiful so why are they blessing abraham because they, remember how they view it's patri- patriarchy okay fair enough you know at the end of the day you're the male so no matter how you're related to this person because you're the male you're automatically but that's still in, the lie the lies that they're not family yeah. yeah no but technically they actually are that's his half sister oh really yeah 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 sarah is actually abram's half sister yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well you know them times their cousin marie cousin and true their family somehow let me find it how are abram and sarah related uh yes sarah to be his wife and his half sister stating that the two share a father but not a mother they have the same father not the same mother (sighs) yeah that's not for me (laughs) (laughs) can't lie (laughs) i mean a cousin hell no second cousin heavens no third absolutely not fourth no fifth no how you for there's no way to be honest my family is very small okay on my dad's side but it's a very small family you know, on my they mother's accuse, side, they like to accuse Caribbean people because the islands are so small. It's like you're not marrying your cousins because it's so tiny. I mean, I didn't say it, but <laughs> <laughs> go away, go and sleep. Nigeria, there's way too many of us to be marrying each other just yet. You know, yeah, I mean, it's never gonna be a yet. I think they're like the estimations a million. Old, no, no, just two billion, years. Anyway, come back to the story. As for um, Abraham, I I like that. When the Lord commanded him to leave his native country, he was like, yep, pack my bags, I'm off. I mean, I don't even know if there was any contemplation, but it's not stated in the Bible. So yeah. as far as I con- I'm concerned, it was immediate obedience. Yeah. Um, and it shows, though, because God, as we'll continue to see, God blesses him everywhere, pretty much. The blessing kind of just follows him. But that, that came, the obedience preceded the blessing. Yes. I think yes. that's something that we, we can't ever forget. No. Sometimes we we forget that God's promises are conditional. Yeah. Um, his love for us is unconditional, but not his promises. Yeah. So at times, we're, there are things that we might be expecting God to do or praying and whatever um, based on his word. But we also have to check ourselves and be like, okay, what is my involvement in this? Not that God needs me, but actually he requires of us to do our end of the the promise, the covenant, the contract. So... It is conditional. There is always something. There's always our part to play, um, and I think this is like a perfect example of that. And he didn't tell Abraham what the land, like the name where of the to land. go. He just said, "I will show you." So it was also a journey as well. It wasn't just okay, leave and go here. You know how we get leave, go to the UAE, go to Canada, go. You know, but he was just like, "Leave, I will show you." So yeah. as you're walking, I'm showing you. Yeah. I'm telling you, go left, go right go ahead you know yeah. that that takes a level of trust and i think that's why he is the, the the father of faith you know um 
and he believed God. And that's why it says, and Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness mm. because he believed. And his faith was shown by his actions. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I believe but then you sit in and waiting for yeah. it to happen. That's it. I think that is the perfect picture of faith. I think the mistake that we make now is that God is commanded and sometimes we're going back for more details, but it's not because it's not because we're so particular that we need the details it's because we have there's a lack of trust Mm. that trust comes before the faith Mm. trust being in god's character because i don't know how much abraham would have seen of god moving prior to this yeah but your trust to even believe god you have to trust that he is god yeah um so yeah that is the picture of faith is is you taking the next step but not necessarily seeing the step itself Mm. um and yeah just agreeing with what you said about um your faith by your works you know well that's the, action. the evidence yeah, yeah that's the evidence i think then we see that he arrives in canaan and then god says okay this is the land i will give you but what's really interesting is that then famine and he has to leave i think it's interesting that he leaves not because he doesn't believe but that he already knows that this is going to be his inheritance, but yeah. there's, a, there's an obstacle, there's a barrier. So you, he has to temporarily leave. And I think that just speaks of, you know, when you, when you're, you, got, you, you were given a promise or you're given, you know, a task to fulfill, there will be these obstacles. And it's like, you have to trust God enough to, it's like this maybe seemed like a U-turn. Like yeah. A, you're going back a detour like going backwards as opposed to going forward no this is the land god gave me i'm staying here i'm not going anywhere until god says but nah you actually can't live bruv yeah you 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 can't live so you actually have to move it didn't say god told him to leave is they left there was a famine what could they do yeah you know and sometimes it's like it's just a detour it's momentary but they believe the promise so it wasn't like they were giving up on it no it's famine it's for now how else we will go back? That, that has to be the foundation of everything you do. Because yeah. on the surface, we could have two pictures, two, like a parallel universe. You've got Abraham on this side and you've got Abraham on the other side, right? Mm. And um, both, go, both have taken the same steps. They've left their, their, their native land, gone to the foreign land, and they've struck with famine and both have decided to depart. But one has done that, believe in God and believe in the promise. Another one's just done out of fear. So it's... I think we spend so much time when it comes to discussing faith and, and whatnot. We, we, spend, we spend so much emphasis on the action, but the most important thing is your heart. Where is your heart aligned? Is, is it trusted in God? Are you believing God? Are you standing on what, who he is and what he said he would do? If that's the case, then you can't judge someone by their actions. It doesn't matter the same way. Well, no, you can, but it's, it's, the actions will always be as a result of what's in your heart anyway. So... The heart has to be in the right place to do the right action. Yeah, I suppose. But, but by me saying that you can't judge your actions, I mean you can't look at that and say, oh, because he left, he had no faith. Oh yeah, or yeah, because yeah. Because he left, yeah. he had faith. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can see the same things on a yeah. superficial level and then make the same assumption, but it actually, it's it's the matter of the heart that is the heart of the matter. So I like that, but I just like that it was realistic in them leaving to go to Egypt. It was. It was realistic. It wasn't that, and Abraham went and prayed to God. Abraham, sorry, went, prayed to God to seek guidance. Shall I go to Egypt or shall I, shall I, shall I remain here in the famine and die? Mm. Obviously he knew for the, for the, for the promise to be fulfilled, he needed to be alive. 
at this point in time, the earth is not giving me what I need. Let me go to where I can get it and I will come back. Yeah. You know, it's also having that sense of the wisdom to, to live in reality. I yeah. Think. I think sometimes we're all up in the clouds, you know, it's like, what's so heavenly minded, no earthly good. Mm. Um, you're just so up in the clouds. So no, 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 no. You know, like if someone is ill, they won't say I'm ill because they're like, no, because if I say it, no, live in reality. It's okay. It's okay to be in reality. I think, yeah. Well, damn. I know, right? And then I love it when he comes to, they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And Pharaoh gave him sheep, goats, cattle, male, female donkeys, female and male. Oh, Come and see beauty. And then let's not even... In this life, be oh. fine. Don't be ugly. You'll suffer. <laughs> God win. <laughs> Somebody should be giving me goats and sheep and um, hello something. Hello, is this is this where bride price came from? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and you know what I think is the most amazing thing is how much God now caused there to be plagues. On he had to disrupt. Yeah, <sighs> that's even merciful. But he had to disrupt um, Abraham's plan. It's like oh, this guy's messing the thing up, man. Again, again. Yeah, again. That's our, it's our interference. So would you say that you're saying Abraham did that just, okay, by mere understanding of the facts that, you know what, they're going to see you as a fine, a fine lady, fine babe, fine babe, no pimple, and they're going to kill me. So let's just do this instead. How, if talking about faith now, how differently would you propose he should have had that situation? Or are you just like, you know what, there's no I other think, way? no, I think this, this is a perfect example of our humanity. We, we, are, we are complex and we always live in, in a paradox. One minute, Peter is saying, you are the son of God. Next minute, he's like, no, never. We never know. And then Jesus is telling him, get behind me, Satan. You know, it, yeah. it, it perfectly shows our, our, our duality um, in terms of we don't see things fully. It's always partial. Yeah. Clearly, that was well, out we of know fear. in part. In part. Clearly, that was fear. That was out of fear that he said it. He trusts God for the whole land that of Canaan. Thing, yeah. But he can't trust God to spare his life in, yeah. in Egypt. And that's the thing that I think that paradox that exists, or as you said, duality. You find that in the faith. And I think a lot of us, when we look at leaders in the faith, we struggle with that because we're like, okay, well, he can come and preach every Sunday, da, 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 but when he goes home, his wife or his kids. Hmm. I mean, not to say it's okay. It's not okay, but that's, that is the reality of that life. That is the like, reality. One thing can exist and the other thing can exist in the same space, although they may contradict each other and be on opposite sides of the spectrum, they're coexisting. I believe God for one thing, but the other thing... I'm working in my own flesh. Yeah. I'm figuring out myself. And you can still be walking and moving with God and still be in active disobedience in another thing. Both things can happen. Both things can happen. That's why this is, I don't know who, Centurion, one, whoever, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah, help my unbelief, yeah. He says, I believe, because we all have that. We have this part where we believe, but there's always yeah. this part of us that has this help level of... Help me believe. Now you want to sing. Now you want to drop the bars. Because this is the best song. Oh, whatever. But, it, and, you know, and that's, that's the reality of it. It shows the duality all throughout it. And I think it's always interesting because we see these, you know, big men of faith in the Bible. Man of and, God. And we think they were just this image of perfection. But they were not. They and were it's human. to encourage us also that actually we too, we are like Abraham. One minute we're believing God for this. 
but other things it's like no let me let yeah. me let me help you god because <laughs> you're not really dealing with it that's what it means to be human yes yes it is because when they found out they could have killed him yeah and her everybody could have dead up The mad guy sent him out and said, yeah, take your things with you. And and he still said, take all your possessions. Yeah, I'm like, I'm uh-huh. taking that. Because you, guys, you lied, it's going to cost you this much. Exactly. This time he's actually, he he now leaves Egypt with an abundance of things. Now he can go back to Canaan. Loki, this guy made business of his wife's uh, beauty belt. That's another conversation. It's just, it's just the beginning of Pimpery. My guy out here just monetizing his wife like that. Just commodifying her, but... Do you, do you realize the level when you find a good wife that you make money from her? No. Amen. The value, the value, she's an asset, not a yeah. liability. Come on. Oh. Women, the women that are listening to this podcast. It's called high value women. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> is that that Kevin Samuel guy? No, Kevin? he says, he talks about men. Oh, okay. But I'm saying this is a high value woman. Value. What man do you know? Yeah. You go somewhere, they're just showering you with gifts because he's... What, what is he? Unfortunately, I don't know any men of that standard. That, <laughs> that caliber. Not yet, though. No. Not, is, is... Not even in the Bible does it say, oh, he was so fine that they blessed the, the wife on account. Hey, no. Come out here to the Middle East and man about here beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Out here getting their beards lasered, eyebrows lasered, skin regimen on point. On point. It could happen here, you know. Better than mine. So many shapes. It could be, but still, I'm just saying. I'm just joking, people. Jokes, jokes. But still, Proverbs 31, like, it says, it talks about the husband of the wife. Yeah. Like, this is the so-and-so's husband. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's a special place for women in God's heart. (laughs) Which, which... (laughs) Yes, just some technical technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> Someone's dog just making noise in the corridor. Yeah, guys, listen, bear with us, you know. Um, but I, I mean, I love it. I love it. You love what? I love how God um, comes to the defense <laughs> of Sarai, um, and still allows Abram to leave with all of his possessions. Yeah. Um. If that's not if that's not God's protection, mercy, great at Mananua. Despite that this is clearly Abraham is not trusting him, bruv. Yeah. It means when God says something, there's nothing you can do to undo what God said. Summary. Done. Drops mic. Amazing. <laughs> Next one, Genesis 13. Genesis 13.